welcome back to the Access Code Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Code Thomas. On this week's episode, everyone, I recap a little bit of the Grammys that I watched. Also, I recap WrestleMania 38, which I thought was an excellent show from top to bottom. And I have a little something to say about Twitter, but it's not bad, but maybe you should check it out just to see if it is. And of course, two for Tuesdays. Sucker free. That's why the niggas you be with talk down like they don't fuck with me. I get money realistically. And the homies show me love. Groupies wanna lead a club with me. Ain't nothing to a G. Let your hair blow in the breeze. Roll some bomb ass weed. Get high, cruise out of Jet Speed. Do it like I do it for TV. 675 Damier LVs. Seven something with tax. And when I'm on the plane, got the carry on the match. Nigga, that's flash shit. Tryna peep game, little homie, just watch this. <laughs> Champagne in my cockpit. Talking about you got a man, mommy, just stop it. Please. As we proceed to give you what you need to roll like a I'm out here living it. I'm here living it. Niggas know what we doing. I think cause we out here getting it. Out here getting it. Well, I rap the game. episode 46 actually i'm gonna start this a little different not really too much different only because of the fact that i kind of did something like this a couple of weeks ago where i was talking about um you know lunch in the workplace basically so i'm gonna do this one now a few years ago actually um i remember i told myself and i told other people that i would never get a a, a twitter and for some reason, I think it was just because the situation I was going through at the time, I didn't really like random shit. Just I looked at it as like people would just be tweeting just random shit and it would just be like, damn, you know, you just put words like like Facebook, you got that or whatever. Um, Until you realize when you kind of like progress into different like apps and how the world works and everyone knows how the social media apps work. Now, I don't have snapchat i don't have tiktok so i can't really talk about them but i could tell you this facebook mainly your family and people that you uh went to high school with because that was like the first app when you know i graduated high school i joined um myspace ain't really around no more and instagram is more people like you kind of like uh, you know family you know maybe some friends but then after a while you realize well shit you know I don't really got to see you like that. I already see you on Facebook. And then just people that you really like to follow, like celebrities or just major pages and shit. Well, Twitter is the best app. I'm going to just go ahead and say that. I joined Twitter back in 2014. So if you ever go to like my actual Twitter and be like, hey, this says 2016, my first one got hacked. Okay. But here's the thing about it. Um, I came to a conclusion the other day that I think the wrong people are following me. I'm dead ass. I think the wrong people are following me because this is the best thing about Twitter. When you you tweet out something funny, something fire, something that would just, you know, make people like, yeah, you know, whatever. And then they retweet, they like or whatever. And then when they retweet and like, then the people that are following them, they retweet and they relike so on and so on and so forth. Well, I realize sometimes I'll be feeling in my heart, I'll be tweeting some really clever shit. Some funny shit, some something that's kind of going on or whatever. Because I will see a lot of tweets and a lot of tweets go viral or people just make you laugh. Because Especially black Twitter. Let me just call it like that. Black Twitter is the best Twitter. But at the same time, it's just like, well, damn, you know, I kind of want to be able to have, you know, few thousand likes, few thousand retweets and you know, everything. And for something good, something like, you know, whatever get more followers, you know, uh, direct people to my podcast, both of them for this one and random convos and everything. And so how my Twitter is, uh, so for my personal black Twitter, wrestling Twitter, um, couple of Miami hair case, Twitter, hip hop, Twitter. And, um, and a lot of those have major people who tweet those things. But then when I do it, I don't get the love that I, I really want 
because I'm like, dang, ain't nobody thought that was good or whatever. It's just, it just, it's weird. Cause I'm like, dang, I thought this was topic of discussion and it does suck. Like say if somebody that, um, saw the tweet or whatever, and they steal your tweet, but they already got like 10,000 followers and they tweeting people just loving the shit out of it or whatever. The only time I really got anything major when it comes down to shit like that is if it's a comment, because it's two ways you could really just hit. It's a quote tweet, like somebody tweets something and then you quote tweet it and it was just clever as fuck and people started doing it, whatever like that. Or um, you you just tweet some fire shit. You know the ones that really got me like over 20,000 likes or 11,000 likes or just a bunch of shit or people find it funny? It's fucking comments. So somebody already has the main tweet. And I'll just tweet something that just happens to go with, with the topic of the stu- discussion. And I get a bunch of shit. I get the notifications, everything, people commenting up, everything like that. All my best fucking tweets, if you if we're going on based on stats, are from a comment. And it pisses me off because I'm like, damn, I'll be tweeting some fire shit. And, and on top of that, some of them nobody really follows you and then on top of that like damn but th- i feel weird to ask for a follow right after i did it because the original tweet wasn't even mine i feel weird i like i want to be able to promote the podcast you ever like see everyone knows it you see the main tweet then you see the tweet that people that person also tweeted under like oh damn i didn't really thought this blew up you know i don't know how that shit happens and then all of a sudden people just you know, and then they promote their business. You know, I'm a rapper or I sell uh, T-shirts or, you know, something like that. I'm just mad because I feel like the wrong people are following me. And if, and if you follow me on Twitter, either be the personal page or the random, uh, excuse me, access code page. I mean, I, that's love. I'm just saying, I really wish that a lot of y'all would really kind of get the, you know, get the word of mouth, you know, on some, on some funny shit. Because I think I'll be on some funny shit i really do well there is an issue that i have i have this because and this is specifically for the access code page okay now like i just said sometimes i feel like i'll tweet something fire and nobody like it nobody retweet it nobody comment on it nobody quote tweet nobody you know whatever but for the access code page, I don't know. And I, I don't know if I just decided not to have this on my personal, but whatever. You know, the fucked up part is. Twitter will email you. That <laughs> they'll send me something and be like, people are checking out your tweet. You and they'll even put the tweet in the in the in the thing. And it'd be like. 47 views, 68 views. And you look at that tweet, ain't nobody like it or retweet it. So 68 or 100 or whatever. Y'all saw the shit. Ain't nobody thought it was clever. Ain't nobody thought it was funny. That's the weird fucking part. And, and don't get me wrong. I Because I'm not, hopefully it's not like, you know, be careful what you wish for. I want to go by, not viral, but I want to go viral on some shit like it was clever, it was good. I don't want to go viral on some shit because it'll be my day that some bad shit happened and then people talking about it. Now y'all want to go ahead and do that shit. That's some fucked up shit. And while I'm on the topic of discussion, what the fuck is up with these Twitter spaces? Y'all, I joined uh, Clubhouse earlier last year and I've probably been on that app a total of 20 times in my entire life. And just because you hear people speak and everything like that. Um, but Twitter's decided to do the spaces where people can, you know, to talk or whatever. Now, if you are of a big personality, because I remember one time Jay-Z was on 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 the Twitter spaces and he was talking. I know I think it was mainly for the movie that he was promoting and everything like that. But then also he had mentioned that he don't think that nobody could stand in front of him in the fir- versus which I agree. And I remember, you know, that's big and everything like that. Um, you know, Clubhouse is just like the same, you know, whatever. Now, Clubhouse, to me, I don't think as major as it was when it first came out. I definitely joined it late. But at the time, I kind of just kind of got over it, just listening to people just speak or whatever like that. But then Twitter, you know, decided to bring the spaces. And the problem I have with that is just like, why do I have to see it? Like, why do why when I'm scrolling, I have to see 
Twitter spaces, knowing damn well that a lot of people that speak it are just like friends with each other or know each other from Twitter and they only talking to each other to the point where I'm thinking like, y'all don't got a group text. Y'all like, well, we don't, it don't have to be public. Like why make it public? And I may be saying this and I'm, and I'm not hurting anything or just, it's just, this is what I, I realized. A lot of y'all are stingy as fuck. A lot of y'all are over, like entitled as a motherfucker. I don't know if it's just a generational thing or whatever. And I noticed because I remember one time it was a like the the title was really interesting. So I'm like, fuck it. Let me, let me check it out. I get in there and I think somebody said, hold on, somebody else is like almost like I'm an outsider. It's it's literally public. So why the fuck is like, oh yeah, if y'all wanted private shit, y'all can't DM each other, phone calls. I don't know. Twitter is the best app out there. The problem I have with it is just be on some bullshit. And I feel like the wrong people are following me. I need better followers. I need the people who think shit is clever. Because I support y'all. I will want the same back. Episode 46. I think I may have said that. If I didn't, you know, welcome back to Access Code. Um... Y'all, it was a it was a crazy week, uh, as in like last week. Now, um, I decided I want to record things how I want to record it. I plan it ahead and everything like that. So, um, I feel bad because my very first episode, I talked about the Grammys, and I had plans on watching the Grammys. The issue was they canceled the Grammys or they postponed it, I should say, and they moved it to a later date. So the date they moved it to was what, uh, April third, and it happens to land. On WrestleMania. Now, my plan for that Sunday was to have the Grammys on the big TV because WrestleMania is a two-day event. It was a one-day event. I ain't watching the Grammys. I'll just, you know, whatever. But since it was a two-day event, which I will get to the Grammys later on, or WrestleMania, I should say. I was going to watch the Grammys on the big TV, and I was going to watch WrestleMania on my phone. Um, Once I kind of realized what was going on, like... um. And it was mainly for the fact that I didn't know if I was going to be going out to go to a friend's house or whatever to watch WrestleMania. So I'm like, well, I don't know if it's going to go through, but I definitely need to watch both things so I can talk about it on the show. I like to take my notes, I like to bring it to the thing and, you know, give my perspective on the event. When I tell you that the Grammys to me just was just a little boring. And maybe it was just because it was so much going on that weekend and I if it was just on a day by itself I would have gave it my undivided attention just like I did last year so I'm gonna just kind of just get the Grammy shit out the way now because of the fact that I don't really think I could give too much thought now I did see the Nas performance I thought he did a great job I'm happy that he was able to get that and if I'm just gonna say this now if you are a big 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 Nas fan I suggest that next week will be a good episode to listen to. I haven't recorded it yet, but I already have an idea what I want to do. I'll get to that next week, of course. But, of course, the only things I'm really interested in is basically, let's just call it like I see it, uh, black music. I really just wanted to, to know about what was going on and everything like that. So, first off, I'll say this. Big shouts out to Doja Cat. I say this because I did say on Random Convos that she was going to win a Grammy. And her and SZA won for Best Pop record. And I thought that was definitely uh, dope. Especially when you hear that song, it does sound like the H&M, the 20, Forever 21 vibes and everything like that. But I'm very proud of uh, her for getting a Grammy and everything like that. Now, let's just get into R&B first. Best R&B performance. The winners, uh, Silk Sonic for Leave the Door Open, Pick Up Your Feelings, and uh, for Jasmine Sullivan. It was a tie. Uh, Charisma had just found out that there was a tie that you can have in the Grammys, which I was like, nah, it's happened before. Still, I haven't looked it up, but it, I know it was uh, King's King's Disease, The King's Dead, with uh, J-Rock and Future and Kendrick Lamar. They all won a Grammy for that, and then they tied it with somebody. I forgot who they tied it with, but I remember that's the first time I realized that they had ties. They could have had it for a long time or whatever. But I thought it was good for Jasmine Sullivan winning that and everything. Uh, her, she won a Grammy, of course, for, you know, Fight For You and stuff like that. I say, of course, because once she wins a Grammy, you see her at the Grammys every year. She even was on, like, the panel last year for, like, uh, make the announcements, which was crazy. But Silk Sonic definitely, definitely 
uh, stole the night and everything like that. I'm happy for them. Uh, best progressive R&B album, Lucky Day, Table for Two. Good project. All the features he had on the album was from women. Um, I noticed that uh, Eric Bellinger was on um, the nominees for that. I would have wanted him to win on Masego. But nothing against Lucky Day. I thought the project was good. I think I started listening to it really heavy, and then I kind of just stopped. But good for him. But best R&B album, Jasmine Sullivan for Hotels. I'm actually really proud. It was either, for me, I thought it should have been either her or Temporary Highs and the Violet Skies by Snow and Legwork. Thought that was good. I'm very proud of uh, Jasmine for winning it. I'm happy that she got her flowers and got to deliver a speech and everything like that. Um, but let's get into the, let's get into rap. Because I got something to say real quick about this. Uh, best rap performance was won by Baby King and, and Kendrick Lamar, Family Ties. Um... I'm going to be honest, I wouldn't have picked that one. That's just my personal opinion. Nothing against the song. Um, it was cool, but after a while, you know, I, you know, it's whatever. I feel like Up from um, from Cardi could have won that. Or Thought Shit. But mainly probably Up. I thought that Cardi could have won. I know it was a big Twitter thing um, where she deleted her Twitter and everything like that. Um, I don't know if it's particularly for performance or what people were saying and everything. But yeah. Uh, best melodic rap performance. Uh... Kanye West won with The Weeknd and Lil Baby for Hurricane. To this day, I swear to God, I've never listened to that song a day in my life. Matter of fact, the Grammys is one of those things when you watch it, you you don't know any of the... It's a lot of people that you won't know, and then they happen to win, and you would be like, who? And then you see them everywhere after that. It's kind of maybe how I felt like uh, Taylor Swift was to me. You know, like, I ain't never seen that girl to probably the Grammys, and all of a sudden you see everywhere. So, yeah. Um, but I felt like I would... I'm gonna be honest with you. I think that I would have given it to what's your name with Tyler the Creator, young NBA young boy, and um, uh, Ty Dolla Sign, only because Need to Know from Doja Cat wouldn't have been my pick. Pride is the Devil from J Cole, Lil Baby, maybe. Um, Industry Baby, I could see, I could have seen it winning. I wouldn't have picked it. Nothing against you know the song. I thought the song was cool, but I mean, hey, shout out to Kanye for winning that one. Best rap song, Jail from uh, Kanye and Jay-Z. I'm happy that Jay-Z got another Grammy. He has 24 now. He's tied with Kanye. So black black music uh, is reigning supreme on that. Um, From the nominees, I probably would have picked that one too. I, yeah, I probably would have picked that too. So given that. Now I want to get to the best one. Best rap album. I'm so proud because last year, y'all, if y'all remember from the show... I project predicted the, the the nominees and I was five for five and I'm so proud of that. Um, but I am super proud for Tyler the Creator to win his second Grammy and for an album that I feel like was well deserved. His album rollout was the best. He's on tour right now. Um, I wish I would have been able to go. I didn't. But at the same time, y'all, this was the best choice. If my second best would have been King's Disease Two because Nas won last year which I'll get to in a second. Nas won last year, and but this version of King's Disease was better. Magic, to me, can easily be a nominee for next year's Grammys, only because that album was so good. But King's Disease 3 is coming out, so we don't know if it's even going to be better. We It, it seems like it, every project for him and Hit Boy is getting better. But shout out to uh, to Tyler to win that. So I thought about something. Um, I noticed that when they have, like, Best progressive R&B album and then best R&B album. And it made me think last year, I felt like I was really spoiled because when you have Royce to five, nine, Freddie Gibbs and Alchemist, Hit Boy and Nas, uh, D Smoke and J Electronica, all five albums who I, which I enjoyed every single last one of them projects. And it was well-deserved for them to even get Grammy nominations because those type of, it was definitely more about the work versus the name because this year was name heavy. No offense to none of the nominees, but Kanye and Drake, even though he dropped out of it, but Drake was in there. And then uh, who else? Who else? Um, uh, Najee Cole. I, I feel like it was a lot of name heavy this year. And I knew it was going to be like that. But it made me think, if you have best, you know, like progressive R&B album and best R&B album, well, how come you can't have a best hip hop album and best rap album? Like... Get a war for the real, like the real hip hop. I didn't want it. I don't want it to just be a year because it's too. Di it's too different because the rap is more to me could be more mainstream and the hip hop could be more just like I said, like a Sky Zoo 
uh, West Side Gun or Benny or something. You know, like those albums that really are good, better than the industry albums, the the ones you're going to hear on the radio. I like that music a little bit more. I feel like they should do that. This is my personal opinion. Um, But last thing before we kind of move on to get to uh, the WrestleMania recap that I have. Um, you know, I know that every year they, they honor the people who has passed from the past year since the last Grammys. And I noticed that they, you know, Virgil, hip hop, um, what did it say? Uh, fashion designer. Yeah, I would have been upset too. Um, he should have just been a fashion designer. It don't matter if it's mainly hip hop people that was wearing it. I thought that was kind of insensitive, but that's just me. Um, but at the same time, you know, whatever, I heard that Trevor Noah did a good job. They were in Vegas, uh, basically just, you know, changing locations and everything like that. But hopefully they get back into today, you know, regular schedule programming, maybe with the, uh, back in February with the week after like the Super Bowl. I don't know, but Hey, shout out to all the Grammy winners who won this year. Let's go on to the next thing. question what up is there act an actual like wwe like hall of fame facility that's what i was saying they don't have an actual hall of fame it's a website <laughs> okay i'm dead ass i'm dead ass i did it let me tell y'all let me tell y'all this i'm sorry i know it's not a rest of the defense but keep it they make a big spectacle of this saying. To add them to a website? Yeah. This is what happened. This is what happened. I thought... I'm going to give you two things. Dead ass. When Hulk Hogan went through his racist <laughs> shit, <laughs> people just went to the website and noticed he wasn't on the website no more. <laughs> Not since he back with WWE. Yeah. Back on the website. <laughs> That's a damn shame. That's a damn shame. No, but, uh... Damn, so they could they could be hacked and someone could delete the whole like, shit. Oh, like a Wikipedia page? Yeah. <laughs> yes, what you guys just heard was a clip from Random combos with Cody and Charisma. Definitely check out the episode. It is really funny, especially the first part of the show as well as the end. Um, had no intentions to talk about wrestling or WWE in that matter, and I wound up doing it and it wound up being the funniest part of the show. So definitely check out that episode. But since we are talking about wrestling, at least for this one, you know, I'm not trying to make this into a wrestling podcast. I promise you. Um, but at the same time, there's some moments that I definitely want to highlight, especially the big events and stuff. So, WrestleMania 38 just happened in Dallas a couple of weeks ago. And at the same time, y'all, I regret not going. Um, I was in Dallas a few weeks prior to that. But, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking like, man, the last time WrestleMania was in Dallas and, you know, Dallas is nothing but a three hour drive for me was at the time it was, you know, 2016 and whatever. And I did not go because I wanted to so bad, but I got a letter in the mail talking about jury duty the very next day. So it was either be smart or be dumb. And I went to jury duty. Luckily enough, I was not selected. So we'll say that. WrestleMania 32 was a snooze fest. It was fucking horrible because all the matches, you know, the outcomes were crazy. Um, The main event was trash. It was one match show, the triple threat between Becky Lynch, Sasha Banks, and Charlotte Flair. After that, the show really just, and, and Shane jumping off the cell. That's about it. Uh, the, the rest of the show was ass, like completely. But I'm proud to say that it's not the case on WrestleMania 38. I'm only going to highlight uh, just the stuff that I feel is very important. So how about this? We're going to start with night one, of course. Night one, fun night. Uh, the night ones for both last year's WrestleMania and this year, I hope they decide just to go that go that route going forward because it was very, very good idea. Especially when you get more fans, it, you know, you can pick which night you want to go to. You split it up. It's not as long as the show. I mean, WrestleMania thirty five was seven hours. Not the case for these for these shows. Um, so I'm gonna tell you this right now. Logan Paul surprised the hell out of me. 
He was good in this match. I, I don't know who doesn't want to hear that, but I'm just telling you, Logan Paul was actually pretty good in this match. So I'll give him credit. Uh, they won him and Miz against the Mysterios. Um, I had the Mysterios winning, but hey, nonetheless, it was cool. And just because the Miz turned on Logan right after the match makes me believe we're going to either see him again in Money in the Bank, possibly, or SummerSlam. We're going to see Logan Paul, you know, sometime later on this year. I don't think they're going to just keep that for a year. Like, come on, that'd be stupid. Um, but the match of the night, match of the weekend, terms of WWE, I have to specify that because, you know, the Briscoes and FTR tore it up on, uh, on Ring of Honor. But anyway, Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch. Y'all, let me tell you, I am so happy for Bianca Belair right now. She is killing it on all cylinders. I was very upset back in, um, August for uh for SummerSlam and Becky Lynch is taking the title like that. I was very upset. But, you know, long-term story booking, it wound up working out. I have to give a kudos to Bianca's entrance. The Texas Southern University band. Let me tell y'all, honestly, that was my favorite entrance of the weekend. And I know people are going to say Edge. Edge had a dope entrance. Don't get me wrong. But it hit a little different because I like how she 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 shows that she is so happy to be black. And she she did her thing. But when they had the band playing her theme song and she came out to it, man, that was that was beautiful. It was mad beautiful. Uh, I put that up there with Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 12. And don't get me wrong, John Cena's had some great entrance. Uh, Ed, or not Ed, excuse me, uh, what's his name? Triple H had some great entrance. And, but I really enjoyed that. And the match was incredible. I'm at a point where I'm trying to figure out which Bianca WrestleMania match was good. I'm I'm just saying, just for the ba basis of back-to-back -back WrestleManias and how the match wound up going. It's just how I saw it for WrestleMania 25 and WrestleMania 26 with Taker and uh, Shawn Michaels. Now, I know this is my show, my opinion. You have your own, whatever. All I'm saying, her first two WrestleManias have been crazy in a good way. So, and on top of that, you know, Becky did make a good point. You know, she felt that that could have been a main event because of the fact that uh, Bianca and, and Becky are the two winners of main events for women in WrestleMania. You know, and the two losers, as Becky said, between uh, Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair, you know, they were going to be the main event. But I heard, you know, I heard some things that Ronda was mad that she technically wasn't the main event. But I, I understand the Royal Rumble winner does need to close out WrestleMania. In the case of what I'm speaking about, it was okay for what they had to do this year. You have to understand. Anyway, I will have to say this. That match was incredible. Uh, they just, they definitely clicked. You you could tell they had the chemistry. They wanted to perform their best shit. I think they even had a chip on their shoulder for the fact they weren't main events. So they went out there and did it. Like, look, we're going we gonna to prove to y'all we're going to have the best match of WrestleMania. And they did. Um, Man, that kick to the face. Uh, it was it literally was an accident. Oh, from Becky to Bianca, and Bianca couldn't even open up her uh, her left eye the the next day and shit. It's crazy. But the fact that she held up the title two years in a row was fantastic. One year being SmackDown champion, now being the Raw Women's Champion. So I love that. Um, but the next match, Seth freaking Rollins. Everyone was speculating. You knew it. I even asked Salamaso on the show, what AEW star can come over to WWE and make a big impact? He said Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes came back to the WWE, and the first match back was at WrestleMania. Uh, no surprise. The fact that the people who had the best like showings didn't even make it, didn't even do any type of TV beforehand. That's crazy. So, but that match was great. Second best match of the weekend in my eyes. Um, I really enjoyed it. They had some chemistry. I can't wait to see what uh, Cody's going to do, especially for the fact that he's doing his American Nightmare persona. It's gonna. I feel like it, as long as they can keep it going, it's not stale. This could be a good run from him, and I, and I hope it is. Um, now, you know, outside of all that, let's get to the main event of night one. 
Um, the fact that we, I had a feeling it was going to be a match. I didn't think they was just going to amp it up so much that it wasn't. But it was supposed to be the, you know, the talk show, you know, Kevin Owens and Stone Cold Steve Austin. And the fact that, you know, I'm thinking like, man, you know, it's good to see Steve. He's, you know, taking good care of himself. He hasn't wrestled in 19 years. And as soon as uh, Kevin Owens had opened up his mouth about, you know, having a match against him, I thought, you know what? I thought they were going to do the segment on, on Sunday or Saturday and have a match on Sunday. Like the black tights and the, and the vest and all that. But I'm actually happy they did it right then and right there because it made sense. And, you know, Stone Cold definitely did his thing. He looked good. For a 57-year-old that was just out there just doing his thing, he looked good out there. And the best opponent was for Kevin Owens. I'm so happy for him. And, you know, it makes sense for him to keep that contract. Who knows if that could have been in the, the, the negotiations of trying to get him to stay with WWE. Um, but night one was definitely the best night of the two-night WrestleManias. Uh, shout out to everyone like that. Um, night two opened up with Triple H coming out, uh, and basically, you know, if he, he definitely said he retired, but he made it on his own by, you know, putting the boots in the middle of the ring, thought it was a good idea. Um, but the first match tonight was a good one, uh, start off with RK Bro and Street Profits and, uh, Alpha Academy, good match, uh, love the fact that, um, RK Bro won and everything like that. Um, big shout out to Bobby Lashley and almost, I that match was okay, but for both of them, it was good. Uh, hopefully, it gets uh, Lashley back into the title picture because, you know, he, he technically, you know, didn't get it back and everything like that. Johnny Knoxville and Sami Zayn, that match had no business being as good as it was, and it was great. So, I mean, the Jackass crew and the props and all that, this is what, and I saw this on Twitter. Somebody said that this is what uh, Dean Ambrose versus Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania 32 should have been. I agree. I'm not going to lie. That would have been a better showing, and it would have been probably match of the night if that had occurred, WrestleMania 32. Uh, but big shouts out to Sasha Banks and Naomi for winning their match. Y'all, for real, I'm loving it with, with the top black women in professional wrestling right now. Uh, we got Jay Cargill, AEW. She's killing it right now. I love her. her um, I just love her character. I love how she's just out there being a bad bitch i love that um tasha uh steals um aw big shouts out to her i'm not uh excuse me um i should say impact i you know my apologies i don't watch impact as much but just to see her on top that's good um and then bianca winning night one you know now she's the the top you know women's uh title holder for that but now we have the first ever black women's tag team champions i love it i love it in fact that uh sasha was able to finally get a win uh the first win should have been the very first match she had at wrestlemania in the same building but at the same time i'm so happy for her because now um i, I feel like her next year should be a singles match and i hopefully think she should win it whether if she's being a heel or a baby face uh but uh you know the match of the night i would say either can go two ways um, but I'll, I'll go ahead and edge it to this one. No pun intended, but pun intended, of course, Edge and AJ Styles. Um, they, they they had the longest match of the weekend, I want to say, and they showed out pretty well. So I'll give them credit for doing what they needed to do. But I want to get into this because this had me real pissed off. Um, this had me real pissed off during this match. So night one technically... Should have had a, a, no, a New Day match between um, them and uh, Sheamus and Rich Holland. Now, Rich Holland did injure, uh, they, he injured uh, Big E. Uh, freak accident. Um, I understand, you know, I, I know he probably kicked himself over the head with it and everything like that. But, you know, he's good. He's spirited. You know, he's, they, they better not ever turn him Back to being a heel like how he was with the New Day. I'll get to that in a second. He got to stay babyface because he's so, you know, positive and everything. Power of positivity, like they always said and everything like that. But at the same time, y'all, for real, for real, um, I really hope that uh, he has a speedy recovery. But what they've been doing with the New Day when in terms of WrestleMania, I don't like. I don't like how this team is one of the best teams that the companies had, especially for this era. Um, I say this because of the fact that, you know, a lot of tag teams don't really just stick around. They don't really just have that longevity. They don't have that. You know, you we know like the road, the road warriors, the um, uh, the Steiner brothers who just got inducted into the Hall of Fame. Um, 
just those teams back in the day, how they can have their legacy named. And two teams, at least in recent years, who can hold that legacy that can have talks for years and years is the Shield and the New Day. Now, the Shields always solidify themselves because of the fact they had main events at WrestleMania. Um, they've won both their WrestleMania matches. But when it comes down to the New Day, you know, a lot of people don't want to give them the credit for being one of the best tag teams to ever happen, one of the best factions. But the fact of the matter is I am upset to this day that the fact that their WrestleMania runs have been trashed. And I'm not counting 35. I'll get to it in a second. So let's just start off this. Let's break it down. WrestleMania 31. They was in a fatal four-way match. Uh, it was um, Cesaro, Cesaro and Tyson Kidd, which really was a good team at that time back in 2015. Um, who else? The Usos was in there. This is all pre-show. Um, the New Day. I think that, and it was, I think it was the Matadores team. I forgot their name. Not important right now. Um, but the right, t I'll, I'll give them credit. The right team did win that one, which was Cesaro and, um, Tyson Kidd, right? Then we go to WrestleMania 32. This is where shit should have really went to them, right? So they have the League of Nations. It is Alberto, Alberto Del Rio, Rusev, Sheamus, and then King Barrett was also ringside against the New Day. The New Day at the time already had been solidified back you know 2015 they really started getting into their own the characters started getting over they were heels then they became baby faces right and they have the bootio cereal hot just you know whatever the great entrance last at that wrestlemania they're the tag champions one why are they not defending their tag titles at wrestlemania okay and and on top of that could have been against the usos they could have waited until after wrestlemania to turn them baby face or something i don't know they should have had him on that card or whatever. The League of Nations in that match was, it, it was okay, but it was just like the wrong team went over. You had them pin the tag champions just so basically Mick Foley, Steve Austin, and uh, Shawn Michaels to all come out basically just to do their finishers and all that type of shit. You still could have had the, what you call his win. And then King Barry could have came in to stop, you know, to basically ruin that celebration just from that. Okay. I'll get to it. WrestleMania 33, they hosted WrestleMania. It wasn't even in the match. It was cool, but mm, okay. WrestleMania 34, Bludgeon Brothers. The Usos finally got on the main card, you know, and then uh, the New Day. Now, I'll give you credit, man. You know, rest in peace to Brody Lee. They was a brand new tag team getting, you know, looking dangerous. Cool. So then you get to WrestleMania 35, the best out of the, the New Day years. Kofi Mania. The story, I loved it. I'm happy they was able to do that and everything like that. Um, and rightfully so. So that's the, in the exception. Let's get to 36. Now, with the pandemic, no fans at the show. They had a triple threat, not like tag teams, but they decided to put one person from each tag team in his ladder match. Morrison, Kofi Kingston, and one of the Uso twins. And Morrison won. Okay. I thought it was going to go back to New Day or whatever. Then we get to the next one. Now, now, all three members are in two different matches. You got Kofi and Xavier because they're on two different brands on the Raw. They lose to AJ Styles and almost. I felt like if they were going to put the titles on AJ and almost, they could have waited till after the fact or had them win it before and then knew they went it back. I thought they could have won that match. I don't know why they didn't. Biggie, I could understand because he lost to Apollo Cruz. Apollo Cruz at the time was getting some of that, that fire and the biggest push he probably had in the whole company since from NXT. So I give you that the fact that Big E lost the Intercontinental Championship because they wind up being in you know WWE champion later on. So we get to this WrestleMania. So I'm thinking they could at least at least given them the win. Big E wasn't there, so which made me think it was probably gonna be another six man match because Butch. Which why the fuck are they calling him Butch? His name is Pete Dunn. I don't know why they they do that stuff, but whatever. They have this makeshift team. And, you know, and then the fact that, you know, New Day came out in the singlets, like Biggie's singlets and everything. And then all of a sudden they just lose the match. And I'm thinking, why are they giving this win to this team that's probably not even going to be together next year? Have y'all noticed one thing? Have y'all noticed that every team I told you actually are no longer teams with the exception of Brody Lee and uh, Eric Rowan? No longer, you know, Brody's no longer here. So I'm not going to actually, put, even though it technically counts, I'm not going to put them in that. So what I say, 
Tyson Kidd and Cesaro. Tyson can't wrestle no more because of an injury, but I, you know, at the same time, their best work. I understood that one. Cool. Whatever. Whatever. WrestleMania 32, League of Nations, easily, they broke up like two months later or a month later. I don't know. What we have, uh, 34, but I already said that one. 35 was the singles match. Um, Morrison and, and Miz. Morrison's fired from the company. And then you have uh, AJ Styles and almost, and, you know, whatever. Have you realized every team I just said that beat New Day at WrestleMania are no longer together? So we're talking about a team, New Day, who's been together since 2014. And I think they, if I'm not mistaken, they started their run in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So that's cool. In the first SmackDown, I was at that SmackDown when they were a team. When they weren't really big, but wound up, you know, working out. They've been together since 2014. Eight years. Or going to be eight years this year. Never broke up. They always stick together. Whether they were baby faces or heels. The problem I got is. Why y'all why y'all having them lose to makeshift teams. That don't even make it past the next year. Regardless of the situation or not. That pisses me off. I really seriously think that they should really think about. What they have right here. They have three men. Who are so good at what they do. Why are y'all ruining all that? All right, whatever. All right, so moving on. Pac McAfee versus uh, Austin Theory. That match actually was good. Had no business being good, but hey, I, shout out to that. Vince McMahon got his old ass in the ring. I don't understand why they decided to do that, but hey, they did it. So, um, but I know why because they had to bring Austin back out, which was cool. You know, they still could have found a way to for him to deliver a stunner without Vince McMahon winning the match. And the fact that he won at WrestleMania because every single match he put himself in. What, 17, 19, uh, 22, and 26. I think I got them all. He lost every single last one of them. And he wins. And the oldest he can be, he won that match. Really fucking weird. But at the same time, it was good because I, I got to see a stunner. The main event, Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. I'm tired of seeing the matchup, but I understand. I completely understand. But overall, WrestleMania 38 was good, top to bottom for both nights. Even night two had a solid night. But at the same time, really good WrestleMania. I couldn't tell you the last best WrestleMania that I've occurred. But at the same time, I'm very happy uh, that they was able to do what they needed to do for their WrestleMania and for the crowds and stuff like that. Over 70,000 plus both nights and stuff, which is, which is cool. Next year, SoFi Stadium, I'm going to try. I'm going to try to go because I got to go to Wale Mania. That's one thing for sure. But I'm going to try to go at least one of the nights. Hopefully, the cars are still strong. Everyone's booked correctly so I can finally make a trip out to California again. I ain't been there in shit 12 years. So we'll see what happens with that. But you know what? You already know what we're about to get into. Single with um Jay-Z and Pusha T. Uh Neck and Wrist, produced by uh the Neptunes. I'm gonna be honest with you, I've I've never like Neptunes always have really good, really good radio type songs. Mm -hmm. Like I like Pharrell, uh, he does a really good job at that. But this is probably the hardest beat I've ever heard from the Neptunes. Like when I say hard, this, like if you didn't have Pharrell in the song, I wouldn't have known it was a Pharrell beat. Because uh, the Pusha oh, yeah, T's project the, is just Neptunes and Kanye. Oh, yeah. You remember when you played it for me mm -hmm. last night? Mm -hmm. The beat is amazing. It is. <clears throat> the it sa just, the yeah. sample. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. I was like, wow. Yeah. I, I think Pusha gonna really turn some heads with it's, this it's, project. The, 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 um, the beat is yeah. beautiful. You're supposed to put the first 500 in the safe and lose the combination. Promise you the floor plans, nothing like the model. Summertime, winter fell. I'm the Night King, the Colgate Kilo. The hood needs whitening. We fish scale niggas like we all Pisces. 
your bitch in my bubble like I'm still typing, she hoping that you let her go Like a kite string, you're eco-friendly jewelers You keep recycling, Cartier bust downs Just not my thing to be in the center of that left and right wing The only time you'll ever see me next to Brightling Wonder where they started from, the facts are frightening Richard Prize Flame gave birth to pipe dreams, now we here I promise you the floor plan is nothing like the model. I be like Jay-Z's a cheater. I wouldn't listen to reason either. All I know is he's a felon. How is he selling? We the Kaliba brothers. Deep down, I believe you love us. Huh. Feast your eyes. The piece unique is sapphire. Rappers liars. I don't do satire. Neither I nor my wrist move mockingly. Y'all spend real money on fake watches, shockingly. They put me on list with these niggas inexplicably. I put your mansion on my wall. Are you shitting me? I blew bird money. Y'all talking Twitter feed. We got different sob stories. Save your soliloquies. They like if Big was alive. Ho wouldn't be in this position. If Big had survived, y'all would have got the commission. <laughs> Ho was gonna always be ho, but twas the universe will, cause the law says so. And now I'm here. Each with a million dollar auto. Bring the cameraman, we can shoot our own knuckle. 812 map black, looking like chocolate. I promise you the floor plan is nothing like the model. Hardest worker out right now. This is my personal opinion. The hardest, hardest worker out right now. And whole this man should not be as good as he is still at his his age right now. We gonna. I'm just telling you right now. I'm gonna continue to give my man his flowers while we still have him because. Y'all, it is so, so cool just to hear him rhyme like that. Um, But yeah, the, the audio you heard was from the podcast. It's just because I, I'm i telling you, that is the hardest Neptune's beat I've ever heard. For real. But let's get into some more stuff. I got to get into the second one. This man right here, if this is a project that's going to be happening, which I'm hearing that it is, I'm going to enjoy it because I like... Sauce Walker. Ooh wee. This dude is super cool. I he just has a personality about him. He's very charismatic. But when I heard this, because cause I'm telling you, the beat was crazy. He grimed on it crazy. This was when he was uh I'm gonna say it gotta be at South by Southwest. Catch it on YouTube right now. This is Sauce Walker with Derringer, y'all. Uh, uh, oh yeah. Fuck the motherfucking nonsense. Smack a nigga with a palm fist. Knock his iPhone out his head. Drop his son, kids. I'm on mix. Walking red. This a clock 40 on me, but it's a nine in the head. It's you both of them. I be having modified guns. Transform some Decepticon. Every day I'm walking with a weapon on. Stepping on Louis Gooey. Whatever that is. TSL business sauce walker. I been that kid. That did. Made a couple million off of that bitch. What's the name? Don't matter. Nigga, motherfuck the fame. My bitch not Rihanna, but these platinum dollars. Put her on the billboards just to solve your problems. Bitch a genie. And you was just a weenie Maybach truck 21 is how you see me Chrome heart beanie, but I ain't got no love Trap house after clothes, we ain't got no drugs That's how my chest is Headshot everything in the car Fuck some vesties, back 
flip kick martial law Off a tech in the wet bin Niggas better duck when I step in God here, sit down the church and stand in guard Feel respect, nigga It's TSF about that check, nigga I have a crib with a 30 See, walk your neck, nigga Walk was two years in the game and still a vet, nigga I done made some broke niggas rich up in the jacks, nigga Real life Tell me what that struggle feel like Streets so cold, popsicles don't wanna feel ice Streets so cold, nigga, life froze from shooting dice Hit him with the nitrogen, he never saw his wife again He like the win, but be with losers You wanna play with Tim Duncan or Carlos Bruiser Like a needle, I maneuver through the haystack Get money since way back, since eight checks My mama was breaking tricks for eight racks Seen so many muscle-head niggas shot in the eight-pack Tryna beat Damien, won't never lift a weight again Don't shake the pen and die free Keep thinking that them little niggas ain't got nothing for grief A lot of good lives this week when that peace come out Who really fucking with them wolves when they teeth come out All this trauma I received made my beats come out South Walker in any city, then the streets come out I'm South Sauce went on that one. He went in on that record, for real. Uh, but if they coming out with a project, I can't wait to listen to it. But uh, let me get into my closing remarks. Uh, before I do, first things first, I actually want to say rest in peace to uh, Dwayne Haskins. I had just got the news right before I started recording. Um, he was a beast back in Ohio State and everything like that. 24 years old, uh, gone too soon. Uh, put condolences to his family and uh, his loved ones as well. Um, but I want to give out some birthday shout outs. Uh, now, this past Saturday or the day I'm recording this, um, my niece Malia, she just turned four, um, which is crazy because it's almost like, dang, she she four years old. But happy birthday to her for real. Um, definitely can't wait to uh, see her again. And then this coming Saturday will be my uh, niece London's birthday. So she will be turning six. Uh, super cool uh, for that. You know, all, all my all my nieces and nephews are all growing up on me. This is crazy and everything. Um, I didn't mention this in the podcast earlier, so I'll go ahead and just mention this now because I might try to get detailed into it, but it's a really small story. Uh, shout out to Kansas for winning the NCAA tournament and everything like that. Uh, but let me just get into the closing remarks, as I'm already doing. But <laughs> uh, go ahead and follow your boy on social media. That's at, at Access Code Pod. Um, I know I had talked about the whole Twitter thing, but, you know, if you somebody that likes to retweet funny things or really clever things, follow me on my personal Twitter. Uh, that would be handsome HDII. The II is Roman numeral two, basically, because this is my second Twitter. First one got hacked. I think I explained that already. Um, but then also any, you know, two for Tuesday submissions or anything like that, you know, go ahead and submit it to accesscopod at gmail.com. Um, listen to where you listen to all the podcasts because I'm not going to say individually all six apps. It could be more on the way. Who knows? Um, but definitely leave your boy a five star rating and review if you're able to do that in your favorite podcast app. Um, and as much as I love saying it because, you know, I like to do it. I love you guys. I truly do. Thank you once again for listening to this week's episode. Fly pod. Yeah. I don't want to do this. <laughs> <laughs>